Me, I've always been very uh, rough. My podcast was hacked and I lost more than a hundred episodes. And even watching this back now, I must admit this is a bloody brilliant episode where Grant Cardone reveals his true beliefs about money, why he does real estate, how he invests his money to actually make it all make sense. And he shares some things that he hasn't shared anywhere else before. So I really hope that you enjoy this. Impact School podcast is now available on all podcast providers. And if you want to win one of my best lead generation and social media sales courses, I'm going to give it for you for free if you share this or any of my other Impact School podcast episodes on your stories, just tag me at Lauren Tickner. Now let's dig into the archives of Grant Cardone and really I mean this is a good one and just any shares or anything I would truly appreciate because since I got hacked it's been pretty tough because my podcast was my biggest platform and having it wiped, yeah, that's another story for another time so let's get into it. I was in Dubai and this lady says, oh my God, I love meeting this guy. She was, I saw her write an article about me. I love meeting this guy. He's a bit rough, but, but, and I've always been that. I've always been very kind of, the edges are jagged. Do you think there's a reason for that? Because I, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure it out uh -huh. and, and still be me mm. without, without suppressing who I am. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Impact School. I am joined with Mr. Grant Cardone himself. Now, I was thinking about how to introduce this podcast episode for a while, and honestly, there's there's nothing that you haven't done. So I didn't really know. Oh yeah, there's a lot of stuff I haven't. Yeah, done. best-selling author. How much? How much billion in in property? We have, have 1.2 billion dollars for the real estate right now. 1.2 billion. That is yeah. insane. You have multiple different components to your business, which is so cool. I love that you're not only doing the thing, which is the property investing, but you're also helping others do the same. And honestly. You are one of the people who has shown me what is possible for myself in my life. And I know that that is something which you're massive on. And I was watching your Maldives vlog and I, I heard, oh, I'm coming to England. And I heard you say, if you want to do an interview, then hit me up. And here we are in yeah, England. So yeah. welcome exactly. to England, to this gorgeous estate that we're right. at. What brings you here? So we have, I have an event to do here Saturday, but we Good need... Yeah, yeah, He's been with, on the with Rob. And um, we just finished a 30 day, I think I'm on the 31st day right now, tour of Rome, Bucharest, uh, Dubai, Singapore, uh, Malaysia, Thailand, Maldives. And then we, I added a few days here so that I could get the kids out to the countryside. We've done London, we love London. Yeah. And we've done the city mostly every time. So this time I wanted to get a flavor of England. Yeah, exactly. This is the kind of place that I've, well, not quite this estate, but yeah. this type of area is similar to where I've grown up. And it's, it's amazing, it's yeah. peaceful, and it gives you a place to retreat. So we did, we did falconry yesterday with the birds. Oh, you did? They yeah. brought 10 birds out and it was just, and they gave us the whole history. Amazing. Henry VIII, you know, <laughs> one of your favorite kings here. Uh, what a brutal dude, man. Yeah, yeah. This guy hunted all day. He hunted in the morning and at night with his birds. And he said, he says, you know, when I tell a joke, I never know. Uh, I don't, everybody laughs at his jokes, right? Because I mean, if he didn't, he'd kill you. And, uh, but he hunted twice a day because the birds, the birds, they, they, they don't care that you're a king or that you're rich. They just care. Hey, do, do you, can I go hunt with you? And so he was fascinated with these animals. Uh, we, and we got the whole history of it yesterday. And the birds fly and watched them 
hunt and it was amazing so what's your equivalent to the bird hunting what do you do deals 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 but that's your that's also your business there must be something which you no 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 i would i would do like the real estate that i do we we contracted in the last it's a great question you asked me and i love what you do by the way i, fo I follow your stuff and, and i like what you're doing to help Thank people you. um the deals that i do i would probably do these big deals if there was no money involved okay. because they're they're so they're so like they're so they're complicated the, the, they're, there's there's people there's very sophisticated people involved mm -hmm. so these are uh we, we contracted 400 million 426 million dollars for the deal in the last seven or eight days so <laughs> that's insane it's crazy right and, and i'm and i'm running my other businesses and doing this whole scene but but the, these deals these real estate deals they're they're complex they're they're complicated they're um a lot of very very smart people involved mm. and it's fascinating to me because it's not just like the e-commerce space and, and, and the influencer space and the, the, the which all that's cool and everything but th these are these are big banks um these are you know, people with massive egos, mm. right? And, and, and so, and they try to push you around. Uh, there's a lot of competition. Everybody in the game has money. So you don't have that advantage of like, oh, I have all the money. The guy next to you, he's got more money than me in the deal. And so I have to figure out how to maneuver with very, very intelligent, sophisticated negotiators. So it's very fascinating for me. Okay, so if you were to pick all your personal brand stuff that you're doing, you know, social media and everything, all the deals, yeah. you'd pick the deals. Oh, well, I mean, I would pick helping people over everything. Over everything. Right. So, so uh, only because my heart kind of pulls me to help people because I wanted help when I was a kid. Yeah. And um, I didn't have anybody to help me and it was frustrating. And I just, I, I have this personal promise that I made years ago that if I ever made it, I would, um, I would stay revealed, mm -hmm. and I would help people. I would show them what I'm doing. So, um, and that thing pulls at me. It probably costs me, you know, a lot of time and energy because, but but it pulls me. It's just it's kind of like a mission. Steve Harvey told me once. He's like, you know, Steve Harvey. He's got this beautiful saying about he his career is what pays his bills, but his mission is what pays his heart or something like that he says oh, wow. it much better than i do i love that that's, yeah. that's amazing okay so i want to talk about that kind of in a second now just for anyone who's watching listening to this right now who doesn't really know what you mean when you say deals yeah you just be able to just brief briefly go into that because yeah, so, yeah so these are these are i've always loved real estate i've loved looking at it shopping at my dad you know i remember my dad at eight years old on the weekend on sunday he was a stockbroker, but on Sundays we would drive around the town and look at real estate. I, I was eight years old, and, yeah. I, and now I look back and say, he was a stockbroker. Why wouldn't he study in stocks on Sunday? Mm. You know, because yeah. I think that there's a fascination with something real. This family that owned this castle, they've owned it for 1,400 years. Oh, yeah, they collect rent from miles and miles away for, from the houses, and they have for 1400 years i mean it's how you create wealth right so they have 5,000 acres here uh I don't, I don't know if this place makes any money now it doesn't you know i can't imagine what it's what, impressive yeah it's very impressive the queen queen uh elizabeth came here brought 400 people here we have all this history lessons yeah. now and she's like feed us feed us all and almost bankrupt the place <laughs> but the story is that her dad 
I think her dad had given them the, the place anyway. So they're like, yeah, feed us. So, you know, the value of real estate is it's something real. People can live there. They can live off the land. Um, and so the deals that I'm doing are massive, big $80 million, $140 million real estate parcels with um, not homes like you have here, but what, what we call apartments, not even what you call apartments. They're, 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 they're flats, but you can't own them, okay? So we own the whole lot. You own the lease? We own everything. We own the land, we own the, the property, and then you come there and you're like, I just want to pay monthly to live on the property, and then you'll sign a 10 or 14 month lease to, to use that. And then if we take care of you, maybe you renew it and, and sign up for another 14 months, or maybe you leave. But, it, but it's a wave in America where young people don't wanna, they don't wanna own a home the way your parents because did. Because of people like you? They want mobility. Yeah. They want yeah. mobility, and they want, they want choices. Like, you know, when you pulled up here, were you impressed? Oh, absolutely. Okay, so yeah. if I told you that I was renting this place, mm. not, uh, and it's not mine, I'm just using it for a week, does that somehow diminish my, my status with you? No. No, of course yeah. not. But, but if you talk to your parents, the parents, and in, in England, even more so than America, yes. owning something, owning a house is a status. It is, absolutely. And it's interesting because my dad has actually, he owns his own estate agency. Uh -huh. and he has had it like a couple since he was in his 20s. And I'm at a stage now where I want to get into property investing and everything. And he's like, just buy your house first. Yeah, buy yeah. your house first. And I'm like, no. Because no. I've listened to yeah, what you're yeah. saying, what Rob's saying. Mm -hmm. All of the people who are actually at the top of the game when it comes to real estate. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm by no means saying that my dad hasn't done well for himself. He absolutely has. Yeah, yeah. In case but, he hears this, dad. Yeah. No, he will because I've actually introduced. He's, oh, yeah. he's He comes in my videos and he's hilarious on video and stuff. He, he's consumed your content and he, okay. he thinks you're brilliant. Um, and yeah, I mean, it is definitely an old fashioned mindset. And I think that's a big thing, especially the UK mindset versus the US mindset. Mm -hmm. I feel like American people are willing to invest in themselves, invest in their business, take risks, take massive action. Whereas the UK is so far behind. I don't know what you think. I, I, I don't know that you're so far behind. I think that, that, that the class thing here is, you know, class is accepted here. And in America, it's, it's, it, there's an illusion in America. There's a little bit of a trick, I think, on both, both people. And, uh, and we were in Thailand and, you know, they're, they're tricked there too. They're like, I can't leave here. Uh, you know, they have almost zero unemployment. Uh, in Thailand, and um, even if you're unemployed, you just go to the you go to the ocean and you fish and you catch your your food and and, and you can eat. You, you, so you don't really have to work, right? right you just yeah. feed your family. So, but they get paid like two dollars uh, two dollars an hour there. Mm -hmm. So it's it's all kind of relevant, right? In America, people are stuck there because they're like, I have two cars, my kids are getting a good school, I own a home. It's just another it's another form of trickery. Here in London, particularly right now with the Brexit thing going on and everything, you guys have so many excuses built in for people to be like, oh, I can't do it right now because of Brexit. I need to wait until that happens. Or, or I, I can't own a home now because they're too expensive. Um, and then back to what your dad, you know, your dad, that was just the vehicle. The only vehicle for your dad back then was I'm going to buy a house. I'm going to pay it off over the next uh, 30 years. And then one day we have something when I'm too old to enjoy anything. Mm -hmm. I had a guy here yesterday. He's got a five million, five million pound house paid for 
And he's like, Grant, what should I do? I said, dude, you, you, like, that's dead money. You should not have money dead like that. It's not paying you. All your investments should pay you. Until, until you're so rich, you're like, okay, I have an investment now that doesn't pay me. It doesn't matter. But where we're at right now in the food chain, we, we should, and Americans are waking up to this right now. Money needs to make money. Because it doesn't make it at the bank. And, and your dad's money's not making money anymore. And even some businesses, like I'll pour m more money into real estate this year than I will my own business, my, my primary businesses that have put me in a position to buy the real estate. So like I, 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 we spent $10 million on that event you went to last year. Mm -hmm. We made probably 50% on our money, maybe 60% on our money, which is a massive return, right? But I would rather have a six or eight or 10% return in a real estate deal that I own for 30 years than have a 60% return in one year. And I have to do it again. With this real estate, when we buy this stuff, we're getting six and 8% every year and then three and four times our money when we go to sell it. So it's a way to create massive wealth. And it's a fun game. Yeah, exactly. I love that you say that it's a fun game because honestly, that's kind of how I see everything I do. I've uh -huh. said this to people before and they haven't really understood it, but I feel like you- It's a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah everything. Yeah, it's like yeah. a, a little jigsaw puzzle. And yeah, like, yeah, totally. It's always trying to get to the next level. That's I saw I your whiteboard thing. What, 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 oh, what, yeah. what, so what, why, why couldn't you figure that out? I became attached to an idea in uh, my business uh -huh. because I started out in the fitness industry. I know you were saying that you've been training, yeah, yeah. going to the gym, yeah, and yeah, making yeah, gains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I have a lot of people who are watching this right now, who are listening, who are in the fitness space. And so I knew that if I could serve them to the best degree possible, I should be helping them build an online fitness coaching business because mm -hmm. that's what I did. And um, I realized that in order to just literally simplify my sales funnel basically i just make it so that it's to help anyone build an online coaching business right right that was it that was right. all i changed and literally solved the problem since then i checked my little like percentage thing yesterday uh -huh. this month in the past six days my business has gone up by 278 percent it was something wow. like that, which is wow. insane just wow. from that one small change yeah and so i feel like clarity like that it takes a while to be able to be confident enough in yourself, in your business, everything that you're doing to be able to make a decision like that because there is obviously going to be potential downside. Yeah, sure. And so something that I really wanted to talk to you about on this podcast here today is you are committed to helping people realize that they can achieve big things in their life because I feel like, especially nowadays, people don't know what's possible for them. Uh -huh. They really don't. And so when I know that you had a, a drug addiction when you were my age, how did you firstly realize that you were the type of person who could actually make big things happen in your life? Was I, I mean, I always thought that I could do something. I, I, I think everybody thinks. Do you think everyone does though? Yeah, I think everybody does. I think every person thinks that they're special. But do you think? If, if, they, would, if they would be really honest and not, not I think that they have the thought and then and then they're like, I can't tell anybody that. Because that worry people will judge them. Well, they will judge them. Yeah. They will judge them. Like your parents will tell you you're special until you start acting like you're special and then they want to medicate you. Mm -hmm. So like, oh, you're so special, you know. He's so special, right? And, he, and, then, and then, then special becomes a problem. Somewhere between, I don't know, eight years old and 15, 
special takes on a different meaning than if, than if you're 24 months old. And then, and then it becomes a problem for the adults, mm-hmm. right? So I think everyone is special. I think if everybody got really quiet and anything, you could say anything, they, everybody would be like, yeah, dude, I got this special little thing. I got this superpower. I got this, you know, this thing. And then what happens is it gets squelched. For me, I squelched it so hard. I suppressed it and pushed it down so Why? hard be- because because I was told to like it was not the the my surroundings did not like me exhibiting my my special right so so you know because because I was awkward with special mm-hmm. like in the beginning you don't know how to use it so for me I've always been very uh, rough. I was in Dubai, and this lady says, oh, my God, I love meeting this guy. She was, I saw her write an article about me. I love meeting this guy. He's a bit rough, but, but, and I've always been that. I've always been very kind of, the edges are jagged. Do you think there's a reason for that? Because I, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure it out mm-hmm. and, and still be me mm-hmm. without, without suppressing who I am, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to, I'm, I'm a bit, I'm very playful. Uh, I'm immature. I, I love pranks. Uh, I like having fun more than I like anything. Like I want to have fun, but I want the fun. But but then I then I'm, I become very serious when it's time to work. So mm-hmm. I go from this very playful person to this extremely intense. Uh, Hardworking. Like, it, like it, 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 and it can it can happen in, in a in a in a micro of a second. Yeah. yeah. That we could be you know screwing around doing something dumb to. Okay, now we're in a deal, mm. and the phone's on, and I, like I'm in the deal now. Do you think that adaptability has helped you get to where you are? Yeah, I think it's helped me and hurt me though, because oh. it, because it's very confusing for people, even people very close to me. I get it. Yeah. So I could I remember it reminds me of a time when uh, Elena and I, my wife, she went, she bought something, I forget what it was. I said, how much was that? And she's like, I don't know. I said, find out how much it was. You got to know what things cost, because mm. that bothered me. Like I, I don't know. And then she told me, I'm like, Helena, that, that was ridiculous. We, we didn't need it. It's the, you know, I could have got a better deal, blah, blah, blah. It, it, it was no money. I don't know. It was 500 bucks or something. Literally, three minutes later, I was negotiating a deal and bought it for $62 million or something. Something ridiculous. So I went from being micromanaging, probably incorrectly, mm-hmm. over 500 bucks to spending $60, $60 million dollars. And, she, and she, it was confusing for her. It's confusing for the people around you. You know, when you're making decisions, like on your whiteboard saying, you know what, I'm going to throw away my main business and I'm going to go away, I'm going to go for this other business. It, it, it scares people when you start changing. I also think that you are obviously an entrepreneur at heart. And so for you doing something like that, it's just, it's a risk. You know, it's like, it's, yeah, but it's, it's, it's your but, mindset. It's how you work. It's how you. Yeah, but you don't know what I'm feeling while I'm doing it either. Right? Yeah, nobody no. does. Nobody knows how I'm feeling. Like, they're like, oh, dude, it's so easy for you. you nobody knows what I'm going through. Mm. So right? what are you going through? I'm going probably, probably through the same things you are, right? I'm like, am I right? Oh, man, I hope this is right. You know, I hope I did the right thing. I hope I'm not getting ahead of myself. I hope I'm not getting over my skis here. I hope I'm not, I hope I pay, didn't pay too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we did the, the growth conference and we had, you know, committed to 35,000 people for 365 days, I worried that nobody was going to show up. Even after I had evidence that we sold 35,000 seats. Like, I had the evidence in my hand. I saw the money go into the bank. 
I looked at it like every day for 300 days and said, hey, do, are we sure we bought these tickets? Grant, we've audited every seat purchase. Friday, uh, Thursday night, the night of the event, uh, the night before the event, I was still worried that Friday morning nobody was going to show up. So I go through the same thing. If other people are experiencing that, yeah. then, then I'm going through the same stuff everybody else is experiencing. Absolutely. No, I think that people see people on social media, no matter how successful they are, they see others on social media and they just think that for some reason, because they put themselves out there, they don't feel, yeah. they, they literally don't feel. So how do you actually help people realize that you, because what your message really is helping people realize what's possible for them right now that's what that's how when i think about your content that's what i see you uh -huh. doing obviously you've helped me massively when it comes to sales um so has jared and i actually i went on his wife's podcast a couple of weeks oh, ago yeah. which was awesome yeah that he's great and at educating and everything but i really would love to know how, why do you think people are able to listen to you and your story and feel like they can do it too because well, I hope people do feel like that, right? I, I do. I really yeah, do. Yeah. I true, like deep down, I really do. So thank you yeah, for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, but a lot of people, they see people on social media who, and they just think they're so robust. That's why they're so nasty. Uh, well, yeah, so robust. Uh, oh, basically they think that you're you're like hardcore, you can't be teared down, oh, um, yeah, that yeah. You, you don't have feelings. Yeah, well, I, look, I do have feelings, but I, I, you know, just a little tidbit, I disregard I disregard my feelings like like my feelings you, you know feelings are overrated in our society like you, you, you literally sound they, like me <laughs> they're, they're, you're, you're, they're, 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 they're gonna mislead you they're not I gotta follow my gut no no I don't even know what you're talking about you most people don't even know where their gut is their gut your gut is a, a, a it's a stomach it's called a stomach okay it's not designed to lead you it's designed to digest food so so I, I don't I follow the data, mm. right? And and my emotions, my emotions, fear would keep me from doing. Fear has kept me from doing. I should be, I should be a billionaire eight or nine times right now. What is it still? Fear, doing? fear kept me from doing these. The deals I'm doing today, fear kept me from doing twenty years ago. So, what were you actually afraid of? I, I was afraid. I, I lacked confidence in in the data. I didn't. I didn't trust the data. I knew. I have known for years this little space that I'm in. Um, I mean, it's so many different places, but particularly in the real estate, I've known for years that there was going to be a massive shift in America, particularly, and maybe around the world, to where people will no longer buy homes and they will live, they will, they will lease where they live mm -hmm. and they will move around the country and their mobility will become a big thing. Mm -hmm. And I knew that, I knew that, but I did, I should have put every penny, I should have borrowed more money. I should, I should own 40,000 units down, not uh, 7,000. Mm. So maybe, maybe 70,000. I could be one of the biggest landowners in America today had I followed my, in, my, my data, my instincts that was backed by data, mm -hmm. rather than my feelings and listening to the numbnuts around me that are like, don't do it, don't take the risk, you don't need to, you already have enough. All you're going to do is like all that input from other people. You know, we, I, bought a, I bought a plane uh, maybe three or four years ago, and I've, I've taken a bunch of heat about the plane because people are like, oh, he's showing off his plane. Look, if you had a guy, if you had a jet, you would show it off too. And if you didn't show it to people, uh, shame on you. Like, it's inspiration for most people, not envy. Right. For most people, they're like, dude, that inspires me. Uh, Mark Wright was here yesterday. Mm -hmm. He was on, uh, you, you know Mark? I've, 
Was it Walt Sherr? Was he? He was on Apprentice. He was the Apprentice with oh, Lord Sherr. Oh yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he flew with me from Cardiff to uh, London last year. I put him on the plane. He says, "Grant, you ruined my whole life putting me on that plane. I can't think." Like every time I get on a plane now, I'm like, oh my God, I need to have to fly private. It, it, it is a light, it is a ruiner. And this is what, like if I inspire people to think bigger, that, that is one of my goals because that has been the big ruin of my life, that I didn't think big enough the whole time. The big, single biggest regret I have in my life, I played it small for at least 35 years. Mm. Influenced by society, education, friends, even friends with good intentions, family members that love me, you know, they're, they're the wrong people to let the, the you know, the falconry I did yesterday, the, the, one of these birds, the peregrine, pair pera something, moves at 200 miles an hour, makes an aerial strike, kills on contact, like, it's like, wow, man. It only, had, it only, it only does three things in its life. It either kills you, Gets killed by you or has sex with you. Simple. What a life. Yeah. So something you just touched upon there is that it was the people around you. You yeah, were saying yeah. you don't need more. Don't you fly know, that fast. You were already right? you're already successful enough. Yeah, yeah. You know? You don't need anything more. Look, so, they were telling me that when I had nothing. Uh, they were telling me that when I was making fifty grand a year. Mm. You have enough, man. Be grateful for what you have. Look, you got my mom used to tell me, you got heat, you got everything you need. You got a refrigerator with food. But that's not that. My mom didn't understand. Mom, I have dreams. Mm. I, you know, if my dreams were an empty refrigerator or a refrigerator, it was empty. And, but it was there. It was there. It was meant for me to fill it up with something. And, yeah. and, and all she could see, because of the way she grew up, she grew up out of poverty. Right. Uh, all she could see was, hey, you got your health. You know, we've all heard this. These are international concepts, by the way. Hey, you got your health and you got family. And if you have food, and if you have heat, you should be grateful. Yeah, I mean, you, you need those things first, and then you can think more, you can think bigger. Yeah. And then, so when is enough enough for you? I, I get asked that all the time, you know. When's enough Never. enough? I, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't, I think, I think the, the reason people ask that question is they don't understand the, the, the potentiality of the individual. You know, the special, it stretches. Yeah, exactly. It's it like stretches. a game, like what we were just saying. Yeah, totally. I don't know if we were filming when we said that, but I honestly believe that it's like literally when you're playing FIFA or whatever they play, you get to the, that's probably the worst example, you're playing Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah. And you complete the level, so like, it's move on to the next one. To yeah, the next yeah one, you want the next challenge. You get a right? taste of what's possible. Yeah. And you can see that, so I, I feel like what people need if right now they're feeling lost, they're feeling hopeless, they feel like how you felt when you were 25, when you had a drug addiction, they just need to get a bit of momentum yeah. to actually push them forward. So how can people actually get that momentum to actually start I, moving towards them? I, I, would, I would suggest that people not try to go do this on their own like so many people are suggesting. Like, you know, the, the, the popular thing is, you know, be, be an entrepreneur and do it on your own and be a solopreneur. And, mm. And I fell victim to that for a long time, by yeah. the way. And then when I started bringing on a team and actually like investing into my business, yeah. that's when everything exploded. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. Literally overnight. You know, I, I would just tell people that like find someone that is already moving down the road. It's mm -hmm. called drafting in, 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 in motorsports. So I can be I can be in second place and actually expend less energy uh, and go just as fast. Yeah.
and then and then and then have like Ron Secco, the guy you met today. You know, he works with me. He quit a job as a pilot to come work for me. He went from making one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars a year, had his little pilot wings. People, yes, sir, captain. He's the youngest captain in the United States uh, to fly a plane. Quit that job, had health care. He didn't go work for himself. He came to work for another guy. He took a pay cut. Did not know what it would be. He he got he got with me because he's like this guy's going places. This guy's taking risks. He's got the money. He's got the resources. He's got momentum. I'm going to get on the bus, the coattails, and I'm going to go for a ride. And so that's what I would tell people, man. Find somebody, not a company. Find a person that has energy, resources, courage, that is on the move. Because just because they did it. You know, just because they did it years ago might not mean they want to do it today. Mark Cuban uh, from the Shark Tank, he, he's not interested in growing anything. He's like, I, I, I'm just not, he doesn't have the game. Mm-hmm. He, it's not his desire. So you got to find somebody that wants to play the game again mm-hmm. at another level. Yeah. And I would go work with those people and, and, and go for the ride. Yeah. And then I. And, in exchange, give them more, give them more than you want from them and watch what happens. Yeah. It's. it's it's really powerful finding someone who's in a position where you can see yourself and where you'd love to go and honestly just molding what they've done. Yeah. You know, seeing how they've played their game because they've obviously done something right. And yeah. I feel like people see these people and they think, I can't do that because of this or because of that. And they only got there because they were lucky. What do you think about luck? I don't know anything about it because I haven't had it. I mean, only luck I've had is bad luck. So, um, I, I've just never been that guy. I know people that are get lucky. They, they, they go to the casino, they make a bet on black, and they win. And they ask for a blackjack, and they get it. It's just not my. I, I've never been that guy. Everything for me has been a hard effort, a lot of effort, mm-hmm. which I overplayed the effort thing. You don't. You shouldn't have. If you're in the right vehicle at the right time, you shouldn't have to. You know. Grind. You should not have to grind. Yeah, yeah. You need to work hard, but at some point you need to figure out how things, this thing should start going. Mm-hmm. You know, today, we're in a position today where I could, I could be on the road. I could literally travel the world now and just go from island to island to island. What you're doing? For 300 <laughs> days of the year and, and none, none of, most of my businesses would not be affected negatively. Right, because you've set up all the systems and everything, which yeah. is so important. Yeah. Obviously, at the beginning stages, people don't necessarily think about that. But I personally believe if you set the systems up now, yeah. one time, they're done. Yeah. Obviously, you're gonna have to bring on team members as time goes on, but early stages, you know, you gotta get th- these things right. It's like you always say, you know, get your money right. Yeah. When you yeah. say that, money is a system, you know. Right. Yeah, it absolutely is. And one thing which you said, which I love, is that money has no value until you use it. Because mm-hmm. I, I actually want to ask you about your money mindset in a bit, because. I heard you just say where Elena, Elena bought something for 500 bucks yeah, yeah, and you were yeah. doing like a $62 million deal or something. So do you think you've always been someone who's been like pretty frugal when it comes to money and you feel like you, because I'll, I'll, I'll explain why I'm asking this. I find it very hard to spend money, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like this is a very British thing. Mm-hmm. Very, very British. We we go out shopping and we're just like looking at the price tag the whole time. Even if you have enough money to afford it easily. Yeah. Like if I go into a shop and I see something's like, I don't know, 200 pounds, I'm like, ooh, mm-hmm. mm, like I'm not gonna buy it. And I never buy anything nice for myself, yeah. ever. Like my clothes, like 
I'm in a fortunate position where I have brands sending me stuff. Mm-hmm. And so well, for good me, for you. Good yeah. For you. I, need, I need some stuff. Guys. It's pretty cool. Send me something. I'm sure they will. Like, but it's just kind of, yeah, it's an interesting one for me. So what yeah. is your... So this is what I discovered. I thought I had been called frugal, extremely, extremely conservative around money. So mm. don't, don't look at the jet and the trips and all that stuff that you see today. Because what nobody sees is... They don't see the 35 years. They just see, oh, a guy, guy went and bought a brand new jet, right? The, the whole overnight success story. Yeah, thing. yeah, you see the watch I bought, right? But but you don't see that I didn't buy a watch, and I flew commercial for 3 million miles for 30 years, and that I sat in the back of the plane, mm-hmm. and that I saved my money. You don't see the whole, nobody sees that, right? They should ask that question about the money. Nobody, in these interviews, almost nobody asks about money, mm-hmm. ever, like, the money I love thing, talking about money. The money, yeah, the, the money thing almost never gets hit. Hmm, you know, so the frugal. I thought I was a. I thought I was frugal. I thought I was a mooch. I thought I was cheap. I was told all these things because, tight. in reality, yeah. tight. You know, I could squeeze an eagle off the quarter. Da da da. People, do. I'd go look at a two hundred dollar. I still look at the prices of this stuff. Huh. I think it's important to know what the price of something is. Um, I would look at the price of something and. It, I was not cheap. I was misidentifying what the problem was. The problem for you, when you look at it, what you're, what you're getting is, can I reproduce that 200 pounds? Right. And you're not sure yet. So you're not sure. When you get sure, you'll be like, yeah, yeah I'll take that. I'll take five of them. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and th- that is the key. The key is to get so confident in your ability to reproduce money. Now, the, the, this complicates the issue because if you're in the e-commerce space, you're in a space that literally was just created overnight. Like, it, it didn't even exist, what, 10 years ago? And got hot here only in the last probably 28 months or so. So you have the data. You have data that says, wait a minute, this space didn't exist, which only means it might not exist in the future. Right? It could go away as fast as it came. So you have it on guard. Uh, those birds I was with yesterday, they, they, they think everybody wants to eat them. Like they, they, they don't trust anybody. They don't trust their owner. They trust no one. And um, you, you, it, that's a good thing to have. So that when you look at it, you're like, hey, is this business going to be here? Is this business going to work? Is new money going to come in? Do I have the systems in place? Do I trust my people? Do I trust myself? This all changed for me with this real estate stuff. Mm-hmm. So we have, I have 13 little businesses uh, and then the real estate. The real estate is the one that can't be stopped. There's nothing in the, on planet Earth, short of North Korea going nuclear, nothing will stop the income that's produced by that. When you have that coming in, and I'm willing to work hard every day like you are, but I have this machine come, going over here, 6,000 apartments, 7,000 apartments, 8,000, 10,000, paying me every month, a couple hundred bucks. Then I'm like, let's go on the trip. Yeah. Okay. Who cares what jet fuel costs? Because I got a machine going over here. And that should be the game for everybody. Do great at this. The earned income that that the queen taxes so heavily. And then go over there and find this passive income that will pay you regardless of how talented you are, how smart you are, how well the video does, or how well the pop product release does. Get that passive income to be more than the, the earned income. That's amazing. So you keep them separate? Oh, they, they, they're definitely separate. All, then, all, all of them are separate. And then so. all the money you actually spend? like the, my, my, my money and my wife's money is separate. Okay. 
Yeah. Why? Because it, it should be separate. Yeah, I mean, I can say I agree. So yeah, yeah. I mean, because because if it's not separate, then everybody gets confused about uh, who, who's doing what with money. Right. You I know? get it. It makes sense. And so then the money which you earn from your passive income, your properties, that's what then you use to spend on things like this. This this is what this is what pays for the dumb stuff. Get it. It makes perfect sense. Amazing. Yeah. Like, but 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 still today, I don't have an Hermes belt. I have a nice watch. I love, I love my watches, but um, you know the the money thing. The money thing is so important because it, without it, you're not going to have true freedom. You cannot, you can't do what you want if you don't have money right. and surpluses of it. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. That's why I love to speak about it because this podcast is honestly all about giving people the tools, the resources, the strategies that they need in order to create freedom and fulfillment in their lives. Because I think right now. I have a very similar belief to you. Um, I feel like people are honestly getting brainwashed into yeah. oh, without a doubt. going to school, going to university. I dropped out of supposedly the UK's number one business degree yeah, good for where you. they were teaching me nothing right. about how to run my own business. Right, right. And so I realized that what I was doing on the side as my side hustle yeah, yeah. was giving me so much more than what I was supposed to be learning because uh -huh. of society's depiction of that and so yeah I mean I was very fortunate enough to realize it so so young when I was 19 I also was working at an asset management firm and so I guess just to wrap this whole entire thing up someone my age you're looking at me right now I've obviously achieved a how old are you I'm 22 okay All right. yeah so I've achieved like compared to other people my age people say to me oh my god you're only 22 what would you tell someone like me who has already had a bit of a taste of it yeah. Who really wants more? Wants don't to don't listen to those people that, that are like, oh, you've done so much. You know, For like sure. pour it on. You're ambitious. Be ambitious. You know, be be like, be super ambitious. Mm -hmm. And 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 you have a tremendous advantage if you just stay. Don't be satisfied. Um, like, keep reaching. And anybody that tells you. Be happy with where you are. You should be disgusted, like 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 wanting to throw up all the time about your your where you are right now and, and dissatisfied with it to the point to where you're like, man, I am not happy. Because once you hit that vein, once you hit the 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 the, the true potential of you, and you're rolling, not it's not going to be a handful of people talking about you. You know, it's going to be. Millions of people talking about you, and and in that, in those millions, hundreds of millions of people could be talking about you. Uh, you could inspire a lot of people. Forget what you're going to do for your own life and your own freedom. You're going to give people hope. People need examples, and and you would be an excellent one. Amazing, Grant. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on Impact School today. That was an incredible. Yeah, we'll do it again next time I'm in town. Absolutely. So that was really cool, and a lot of people have been asking me, how do you get guests like Grant Cardone, Ed Milet, etc., on your podcast? And it's because that was my biggest platform. There was way more subscribers than there are here on YouTube, and uh, so it's been tough to have lost that and to now come back. But I'm coming back strong, and I promise you, the content that you're going to be hearing is going to be really bloody good because ever since like this three years ago i mean i was 22 when i filmed this which is wild but 
since then it's been just amazing all the things that I have learned in growing my business if you haven't already watched the episode which is here which is the one about my story so far definitely check that out I'll leave it linked in the description box below as well and remember if you share this on your stories that's all I ask and I'm gonna give you one of my best courses away for free right now my team are actually going through our archives bit by bit of all of our paid courses from the past to now deliver everything here on this YouTube channel so make sure that you hit subscribe again share this on your stories and you'll get one of my courses for free and uh, yeah with that said I hope that this was interesting and helpful Lauren Tickner saying I will love you and leave you now and lots of cool stuff coming and uh, yeah thank you so much